Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In today's first reading, we read from the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, if there's one book that we need to read, other than the four Gospels in the Bible, it's this book from Ecclesiastes. In fact, this is a great book that we should read to our children and our grandchildren. Now, as adults, we learn powerful lessons from it on how to deal with life and understand it. More to it, by having our children and our grandchildren listen to it, it lays a great foundation, a solid foundation for the moral and the spiritual life. Now, today's passage that we hear from is the very beginning of the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1. Now, it's written in the voice of this person named Cuelaith. Cuelaith is operating, you could say, as a narrative. He's speaking to us. Now, Scripture scholars have identified Cuelaith as King Solomon. King Solomon, remember, was given that great gift of wisdom by God. People from all four corners of the world came to King Solomon for advice and wisdom and matters in order to make sound decisions. Therefore, King Solomon is now giving us some very wise advice about life in itself. Now, notice how it starts. He says, Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. Now, appreciate the context in which this is set in. We have this old man who has lived a very full life. He's a king. He's seen it all. He's done it all. As a king, throughout his entire life, he had everything at his beck and call. He had everything that any person in this world could possibly desire. He had wealth and money. He had luxury and fame. He had honor and power, notoriety. He had every sensual pleasure. He had everything anyone could possibly desire. It was at his disposal. And yet, what does this wise old man, as he is coming to the end of his life, as he is reflecting back in his life, what does he say? Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. Basically, he's saying his whole life was lived in vain. It was all worthless. All of his personal accomplishments were in vain, worthless. He continues on. He says, Here is the one who has labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill. And yet, to another who has not labored over it, he must leave property. This is all vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to a man for all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he labored under the sun? Here Solomon is looking out into this world, and he's seeing people slaving away with no sense of purpose or fulfillment in life. We would refer to that in today's day and age as the rat race. People living their lives 
dedicated to success as dictated by this world. Success of power, honor, fame, fortune, notoriety. Again, Solomon had it all. And what's his advice? It's been all in vain. Worthless. Next, Solomon looks at himself and how he lived his own life. He says all his days are sorrow and grief in his occupation. Evening at night, his mind is not at rest. This also is vanity. Well, now Solomon is taking a deep look inside himself, and he sees how his ego and his pride ran and directed his whole life. Notice also that term. He says he can't sleep, which means he's constantly obsessing about himself in relationship to other people and the rest of the world. How do the people see me? You know, did I make a good impression? What do the people think of me? Now, one thing that we can take from the book of Ecclesiastes is there's that one phrase that is repeated very often, under the sun. Well, it's a reference to the world. The world, as you look up into the sun, is literally under the sun. What Solomon is telling us is nothing in this world can bring us true happiness, true fulfillment, true peace in life. And I think that's the heart of the message for us all. You know, if we're looking for things in this world to give us true peace, true happiness, true meaning in life, purpose, in the end, we won't get it. And there lies the great temptation. People who find that they will be satisfied, they will find purpose and meaning in life from the things of this world, from power and possessions, fame, fortune, and notoriety. And guess what? You're not going to get it. King Solomon had all those things. And yet, what does he say at the end of his life? It's all meaningless. It's fruitless. It's pointless. Remember, the author that's written the book of Ecclesiastes is Solomon, who was blessed by God with great wisdom. But he's also a person that had everything throughout his life. He lived a life of privilege. He lived in the royal palace his whole life. All he could do was clap his hands and his servants would bring anything he wanted. And now at the end of his life, this wise old man said it was all in vain. It was all worthless in how he lived his life. Now we have to really take this to heart. Often I have quoted to you, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. We are made for God intentionally by God. We are wired for God. Augustine, I think, puts it best. He says, Lord, you have made us for yourself. Therefore, our hearts are restless until they rest in you, my God. If you really want happiness, purpose, fulfillment in life, it can only be found in God. That's why God made us intentionally in his own image and likeness. Each and every one of us has an infinite longing for the divine, for God in our life. And only God can give us purpose, fulfillment, and happiness in life. And yet, what's the danger? When we place that infinite longing for the divine onto something else in this world. And see, that's exactly what Solomon did. That's what his mistake is. That's why he says, Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. 
I think if Solomon was here today in the 21st century, he would tell us in a very simple message, don't make the mistake that I did. Don't put all of your stock and all of your life into possessions. It will lead you nowhere. Instead, put your life, your heart, your mind, and your will rooted in God. And then you will have true happiness and true fulfillment. And yet, we see this throughout our culture, especially in our day and age. You see this in politics, in Hollywood, professional sports. People place that infinite desire for the divine on other things in this world. Power, honor, wealth, fame. And they set their whole lives chasing after that. And what happens? We see them all fall, one after the other after the other. To the end, their lives are miserable. And guess what? They end up on Oprah. I always say, a telltale sign of someone from Hollywood, a Hollywood star, when they've hit the rock bottom, is when they show up on Oprah and then they confess their sins to her. That's the telltale sign that they have hit rock bottom. And yet, it's a powerful lesson for us. King Solomon is now reaching out from the past, centuries on end, and giving us a message, in fact, even a warning. Do not place that infinite desire on possessions in this world. If we do, then yes, all will be vanity for us too. Now, fast forward to the gospel. Jesus, he basically is teaching the exact same message of Solomon. Here he gives us this great parable of this rich man who produces a bountiful harvest. Now we know he's a very wealthy man to the extent that he's willing to tear down his barns and build bigger ones. Now instead of sharing his prosperity, what does he do? He hoards it all to himself, which means he's addicted to his wealth. That's a great message for us all. When we take that desire for the divine in our life, we attach it to something else in this world, we become obsessed with that thing that we have attached it to. Whatever it is, it now runs our life. I'll give you a great example. You know, a person says, you know, if I just have a bigger house, if I just get that bigger house, I know I'll be satisfied. I'll be happy and I want nothing more. Or if I just get that promotion at work, if I just get that promotion, I'll have a better lifestyle for myself and my family and I'll want for nothing else in this world. And then they get it and they enjoy it for a little bit, but that enjoyment goes away. And guess what? They want more and more and more. They say, you know, if I just have that house now on top of that hill, I'll be satisfied. I'll be happy for the rest of my life. If I just get that one more promotion and then I'll have the notoriety within the workplace, I'll be satisfied. You know, people expect these things, things of this world to satisfy us, to satisfy that infinite longing that we have for God. And it never does. And it leaves people wanting more and more and more. Now, what is God's response to this man in the parable? He says, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus it will be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. Well, 
Herein lies, again, the heart of Jesus' teaching, as well as Solomon. Life is about one thing. One thing, finding the greatest good. And the greatest good is God himself. Only God can satisfy that infinite longing that we have for him. And I think that is the message that Solomon wants to teach us. His whole life was about what? Chasing the things of this world. Possessions. And he did just that. And at the end of his life, he looks back and he says, Vanity of vanities, all are vain. Well, essentially, he can say that because he didn't link that infinite desire for God to God. Instead, he linked it to all the possessions of this world. And he saw at the end of his life, it was all worthless. It was all in vain. Well, I think that's a great message, even a warning for us. We have to recognize We have to link that infinite longing to God. Then we'll find true happiness. Now, don't get me wrong. Property, cars, trips, promotions are all good. They're gifts from God, and that's how God sees them. But the moment that we link our infinite desire to those worldly possessions, then we make the mistake of Solomon. A little later in this chapter from Luke's Gospel, Jesus will say, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our greatest treasure is not in the things of this world. It's in our faith in God and our relationship with God and the promise of heaven and eternal life with God forever. That's where our heart is always centered. And at the end of our life, we will not, not be like Solomon. We will not say our life was in vain. Instead, we will say, We had a blessed life because our life and our heart was always rooted in Jesus Christ. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.